0: Ba-do-ba-da-ba-do-wa, ba-ba-ba, ba-ba, ba 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 If you're having trouble with your high school head, he's giving you the blues. You want to graduate but not in his bed, he's what you
1: got to Donna. What's your favorite part about being old now? What? I said, what's your favorite part about being old What? Well, I can't hear you. You're turning me down in your headphones while you say that.
0: Well, I just turned you up in my hearing aid.
1: What's your favorite part about being old now?
0: My favorite, I'm not old, you old coot.
1: You're old. All right, all right. What's your favorite part about being old? Well, I love it, having things deflected back onto (laughs) me. I really like getting to just rest my weary old bones up in these olden days. That's my favorite part. What's your favorite part?
0: I like sitting by the fire and knitting. Sitting by the
1: fire, that's nice. And
0: knitting, I said. Knitting. Knitting. What do you like to knit? I like to knit blankets for the kids. Oh, yeah. And the grandbabies.
1: That's the best. I love it when you knit blankets for the kids and the grandbabies. (laughs) I really liked that one really futuristic Tie-dye knitting, you did. I don't know if you can tie-dye a knitting project, but you did do it. You (laughs) crazy old bat, you. What'd you call me? I said I called you a crazy old bat. I'm turning a bit into a sailor. (laughs) You're an old sailor. I am an old sailor, and you know what? I'm proud of it. Proud of it, I am. Why don't you like me, lobster boy? <laughs> <laughs> say you like it. I like your lobster. But you hate my goddamn fats, anyway. <laughs> this is everything turns
2: into the lighthouse. Uh, that should be the like tagline for our podcast. No, Siri, I didn't say anything to you. Go away. Um,
1: <laughs> I, the
2: tagline for the Bargained In should be uh, the Bargained In. Everything turns into the lighthouse. Hello.
0: Hello there. My name's
2: Brandon. My
0: name's Donna.
2: And this is The Bargain Den, but a special segment of The Bargain Den. It's The Bargain Den
0: at, at night. night.
2: Going through all the films of M. Night Shyamalan, renowned director of f- Sminny um, Schmilms. <laughs>
0: Schmini Schmilms.
2: Schmini Schmilms, not Schmin- short night films. Night
0: Shyamalan. Schmini Schmilms. Schmilms. Boy, <laughs> howdy.
2: Today Good. We're- Today, we're taking a look at 2015 film, The Visit, directed by M. Night. This is sort
0: of... It's also written by M. Night.
2: Yes. And because it's the trifecta, also produced Produced by by M. Night. Night. Um, And this is the start of what some consider to be kind of the M. Night renaissance. Um, He had four films in a row that have been pretty lauded by audiences, And it was with the visit that a lot of people kind of started to turn back. Um, M. Night himself put up, I believe, the majority of the money for this film, is how the story goes. So Mm -hmm. we are going to spoil this film if you haven't seen it. Spoil it! Giving you a heads up. The tagline is, no one loves you like your grandparents. False. Okay.
0: No one loves you like your cats.
2: Um. But, yeah, do you want to go ahead and uh, kick things off on the plot for
0: us? All right, so here's the deal. Two kids, Becca and Tyler. Becca's making a documentary movie, and Becca and Tyler are going to go see their grandparents for the first time while their mother, mom, is going to go off on a cruise with her new boyfriend. And the kids actually see this as a secret plot, not only to get their mom to like go on a date, but also to interview the grandparents and get their mom an apology because there's this 15-year feud between the mom and the grandparents. Uh, They haven't spoken in that long and the kids are gonna, by golly, they're gonna bust the ice here.
2: So they begin their journey to meet their grandparents who they've never met and their mom hasn't spoken to in 15 years, but she's just cool with them going. (laughs) Um, and things are starting to go a little strange right off the bat. Um, these grandparents are a little bit, not maybe all there. It seems like, They're only there for seven days, but as the days progress, things get a bit weirder and weirder. The grandmother um, seems to have some mental condition that causes her to Naruto run around the house at night. (laughs) And the grandfather is just being a bit disturbing in the barn and kind of mean to strangers and also has incontinence and poops and pants. (laughs)
0: Poops and pants.
2: and pants. And so he has to wear diapers. Crucial to the plot of the film, he has to wear diapers.
0: But everything is explained away. Um, The grandma is simply sundowning, and they didn't want to tell the kids and scare them. But, you know, she's got some dementia maybe. And the grandpa just has incontinence, and he's proud, and so they didn't want to tell the kids. And he just... He switches his cloths out in the barn and burns them, and they just were trying to keep their their uh, shortcomings, their health shortcomings, um, secret. And the kids are like, "Well, all right." Except Tyler, he has a feeling something's really wrong. But Becca is her heart is set on getting this interview. But when she sits down with the grandma to try and mend the relationship. The moment she asks grandma about mom, grandma freaks out, just like has a seizure in her chair. It's pretty wild.
2: So as time progresses, um, eventually at a point in the film, they are trying to Skype with their mother, but grandma has spilt baking grease or tried to clean the camera with baking grease. Uh,
0: Oven cleaner.
2: Oven cleaner. Mm -hmm. And so the mom can't see the kids for a while but on day
1: six.
0: Yeah, it's like their last night. It's supposed to be their last night. They Skype with their mom who has just returned home. Yeah, she just returned home from the cruise, right? Right. Yeah. And and the kids are like, you wanna see them? And when they show their mom, The grandparents who are out in the yard and they show her through the kitchen window um, because they're like, hey, they're being really weird because grandma tried to kill us with a knife last night. Um, The mom's like, oh, those are not your grandparents and (laughs) and begins to call the cops and um, starts to drive over to meet them, even though it's like a six hour. Like it's it's going to be a while before she can get there, but she can't get a hold of the police.
2: And so that's when game night, family game night commences at Pop-Pop and Nana's.
0: Yahtzee!
2: Yahtzee! And they start to really go a bit unhinged. Um, Becca, the daughter, is locked in the bedroom with Nana. After. After.
0: After she goes down to the basement, which on day one, they were told not to do because there's mold. Turns out um, that mold is actually their dead grandparents.
2: Don't you hate it when that mold in your basement actually your dead grandparents?
0: What a bummer. Anyway, then she gets locked in a bedroom with the grandma.
2: who She eventually has to kill with the glass from a picture from a mirror. Pardon me. And then Tyler is stuck with Pop Pop, who. In his confusion, rubs a dirty diaper in Tyler's face.
0: Yeah. Did we forget to mention Tyler is a germaphobe? Kinda. There's like, he gets obsessive about germs sometimes. Yeah. But the, the diaper in his face really is, it's purposeful. Pop pop's like, I never liked you.
2: Some would say the pipe, the, the, the diaper in the face was kind of the icing on the cake. Ew. (laughs) I know. Um, (laughs) Anyway, and then Becca comes and tackles Pop Pop, and then he throws Becca off, and then Tyler freezes for a moment, and then he tackles Pop Pop and kills him by slamming his head into a fridge and shouting swear words. And uh, then the police arrive and mom arrives right at the same time. Perfect timing. It's
0: like right when they've killed the grandparents and they're like running out of the house. And look, the police are just showing up and it's raining. Fall into mom's arms, cry. Thank God it's raining because otherwise that'd be really stinky. Like it was probably still stinky, but it would have been super stinky. So stinky.
2: And then... The mom tells him that basically they just had a punching fight is why they never talked. She never talked to her parents again. Not really. She hit her mom and then her dad hit her and that was what caused that. And yeah. then they never spoke and you got to let go of your anger. And then Becca decides to include footage of her father in the footage of her father in mm-hmm. the film, that the documentary that she's making. Then Tyler raps one more time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then that's over the credits what do you think of this movie, Donna?
0: I actually liked this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. What did you think?
2: I liked the spite of myself. Like I, like I can't help, but like it. And it, it feels good in a way that like found footage films still just kind of when they're done well and you're like, I can enjoy this. Like, not the best thing, by and large. Not my favorite movie. But I, there's a lot of problems with it that I have. But as far as found footage films go, I mean, it is fun. It is such a fun, like, um, like early 2000s, late 2010s. Like, I would have loved to have seen this in the theater with, mm. with some friends on a Friday night. And you're like, oh my god! It was so sp-. like the theater probably made this so much scarier than it was watching mm. at home.
0: Yeah, it it did really well to have a lot of those like just spooky, creepy moments, like
2: jump scares galore.
0: A lot of jump scares, and also just a lot of like, oh, <gasps> oh, those like slow burn scares of like, oh, like the grandma has um, Becca crawl in the oven on a couple of occasions, and it's just really really fucking uncomfortable
2: yeah like i really missed i wanted there to be somebody in our apartment just suddenly like you know 50 feet away being like
0: no fucking way
2: like that's what I, you know (laughs) i wanted that like everybody be like come on someone
0: to be like bitch no yeah (laughs) (laughs) the classic theater experience exactly
2: that that would have made this so much fun and then you know at home i mean it's just the thing is is like I knew where a lot of the jump scares were going to be and you can kind of see them coming. And when you're not, you know, we also watched it on a laptop. So, I mean, it's not, doesn't have that bassy booming sound that jump scares tend to have, you Mm. know? And so some of them just don't land quite as well, but I can see its place, see its purpose. And I'm, I'm glad for it. I'm glad that this started in M night Renaissance. You know, I think because of the success of this one split was able to happen, which caused glass to be able to happen, which caused old to be able to happen all films of which I think are much better than this. And Mm. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful. I mean, if this is what it took to happen more than happy to have gotten it.
0: Um, I do feel like there's a thread between this movie and old. I mean, obviously they both deal with old people, but like, I feel like this was maybe the introduction of like M night being like, old people are scary. And then like playing with that as a horror film. And then old was like, actually, being old is scary. And then like, let's explore it. (laughs)
2: Let's see what some other people have to say on uh, Letterboxd.
0: Box, 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 boxed in
2: um the three i'm gonna review i'm gonna review i'm gonna review these reviews these three i'm gonna read i'm gonna
0: review your review of the reviews oh man what's a review (laughs)
2: um the three i'm gonna read are the three most popular reviews because i like them all the most actually we'll go in um no we're gonna go in order from most popular to least most popular um (laughs) this one is from mary mary gave the film two stars and said bold of M. Night Shyamalan to include a scene where a diaper full of shit is being shoved into someone's face to symbolize how much shit he's going to be shoving into our face over the next 94 minutes. So not a fan.
0: I... That review has a fatal flaw. The diaper shoved in the face doesn't happen until the last 10 minutes of the movie. Very true. What do you mean the next 94 minutes? Sorry, Mary. Too bad, so sad, you are... Incorrect. Do better.
2: This next one, uh, I believe it is Harley Quinnaby. I believe it's that that pronunciation. It's in a weird font. Gave it three stars and said, and this is like a bullet-pointed list. Mm. Um, So it says, starting with the first one, five minutes in, the kid starts rapping. I add this to my films that made me happy, I'm childless list. (laughs) Nine minutes in, it happens again. I Google... How to make sure you don't get pregnant? Eighty nine minutes in, it raps once more. I decide sex is never worth the risk.
0: Um, <laughs> Incredible, yeah. So,
2: yeah, the Tyler, the the little the young man in this film, does rap raps written by M Night Shyamalan, and
0: oh my they god, are uh, I, I was genuinely hoping that the kid wrote these raps. No.
1: I have seen the interview. He says he says he wrote. That makes them worse. It does make them very bad. They are uh, not good.
2: But I will argue I think that's a little bit the point.
0: I mean, yeah. Kudos to to wait.
2: <laughs> this last review is four now. No, a-
0: wait, wait. Kudos kudos to Ed Oxenbold who played Tyler and <clears throat> and managed to perform these raps i thought very well he okay did. He, did do well. he he took he they took worked. some literal shit and found some gold in it they so were,
2: they were rough to hear and sounded like they were rough to say as well yes last review here four and a half stars i didn't read this person's name and it's i like this is by sexual jumanji
0: fuck um, yes <laughs> just said promising
2: and yeah four and a half stars said just called my grandparents and told them the good <laughs> sorry damn it just called my grandparents and told them to fuck off forever.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, All so, right. That's my favorite review. And so that's been Donna's review, Brandon's review of the reviews. <laughs>
2: um, pulling up our other news segment, just while we're here talking about what other people have to say about it. Do you remember how the, the, the theme song of this one went?
0: Of course I do. It went... Review.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Let's see what other people have to say. Something like that. Rotten Tomatoes. Um, 68% tomato meter, 51% audience score. So, like, decent.
0: Is that decent? Better than some. It's in the 50s, right?
2: I mean, the audience score, yeah, 51%.
0: What's the other one?
2: The... Tomato meter is 68%.
0: Oh, 68. I thought you said 58. I'm sorry. That's okay. All right. I mean, eh. lukewarm.
2: I have have a question for you. I have an answer. Do you think that...
0: No, usually not. Oh, my God. Sorry. Go ahead.
2: I've been starting to listen to my brother and my brother and me more, and Hmm. I'm thinking that Travis McElroy's impact on you (laughs) maybe needs to... uh, tone down
0: he's my hero go ahead ask the Um, question
2: travis is great um do you think that this film would have benefited from having a more mature rating do you think that if it had pushed a little farther and gone into the r-rated category that you would have maybe enjoyed it more i mean it sounds like you liked it so i don't know if that would be possible but i'm just curious
0: no i mean what what would it have done to push itself there
2: Maybe just added a little bit more, some more intense horror elements.
0: I don't think that would have done it. And if it did, I don't know. When, when a movie stars two teenagers, it it feels counterproductive to make it a rating where kids that age can't go see it.
2: I'll definitely give it to M. Night 2. These were not people playing ages much younger than what they were. I mean, this is a, like, Elsie Fisher, Bo Burnham, like, damn near casting for the age itself. So, like, definitely hats off to him. And that's a good point. I think that's a really good point of, like, you know, you have these young people playing these roles, um, arguable about how well they play them. But, I mean, yeah, good on them for not doing, uh, not going too, too far. I think that that, that's a really good point.
0: Also... Since you got me thinking about casting and makeup, they did a really good job of making all these people look related. Like, I did not question that the grandma was the grandma of Becca. Like, they really look similar to me. I was like, yeah, of course.
2: At what point did you did you figure out the twist?
0: Um,
2: or did it happen in real time for you?
0: It was damn near real time. I think so many things were happening so quickly that even if I had a flicker of, I don't think that's their grandparents. It, it didn't get to set in until yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure whenever Becca catches with her camera, just a little bit of like dead person, um, I was like, is that their grandparents? Like, you know, like. Oh shit, here it is. Like our worst fears confirmed. Like up to that point maybe just a fear, but like not a theory. What about you?
2: Um I I had already I hadn't seen this movie, but I had seen most of it through internet. So
0: Internet? Internet.
2: Um I I knew the twists and turns of it.
0: Well, god darn it. Maybe that's why you didn't like it as much as I did. I did like it. As much as I did,
2: um, maybe that may have been it. I don't know. I, I actually I my theory is I actually would have liked it less had I not known about it. I I kind of came in from a place of I really did my best to to come into it with an open mind and everything, and then I was really pleasantly surprised. Mm. Um, there were elements of it that hurt in terms of like some I, the best word for it I can think is cringe. I mean, it it's just there are moments where you're like
1: ooh, mm.
2: um, but. I had a really good time. Mm. I just didn't love it. You know, like, yeah. it wasn't my, I, I mean, but I, again, I, I think it's, I think it's meant for a theater. Like, like when yeah. people say stuff like that, like this is truly a horror film meant for a theater.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're spot on with that. Um, it, it's not a movie I want to go out of my way to watch again, but I would watch it again with friends. Like it's, it feels like a good movie for a sleepover or something. I don't know. Absolutely. Like
2: well, and what's weird is actually, I mean, I I may be getting old, but there actually were parts of this that I was like, I'm surprised this is an R. Like this is intense. Like I think M and I did a really, really good job pushing the envelope. I don't think it should have been rated R. I think with your point and then thinking about it, I think that I mean, dude, if I was that age and somebody shoved a poopy old man diaper into my face i mean like i i knew that was happening and i knew that was going to happen and i still watching it was like
0: oh god
1: like that's
2: terrifying
0: yeah that's one of the worst realities i can imagine
2: and i mean like this this in some ways like it almost feels like it's too far because i don't i don't I, i i can't imagine anybody younger than 13 recommend in watching this you know like Mm. this is a like if you have a mature 13 year old who is cognizant and and knows that this is just make believe then maybe you can allow them to watch it but any younger like uh uh-uh like he (laughs) and i did a good job writing that pg-13 rating but like kind of feels like baby's first horror film in that regard you know like
0: yeah no absolutely
2: there was no you know uh there was a grandma butt um, which is terrifying. A couple
0: of grandma butts, a little bit of grandma side boop.
2: Yeah, but not so much as to be anything that. Yeah, I mean it was tastefully done. Um,
0: Tasteful grandma.
2: I think that, again the things. Yum, of, yum, okay, that is no. <laughs> that is not what I wanted to hear. Um, the parts of this that I mean that I just did that didn't that still don't sit with me well and just kind of mm, were, you know. I wish that there had been a little bit more of an attempt to try and make it a more honest found footage film. I think that could have been done better. Um, I I mean, these two kids were working with incredibly expensive equipment for what, like, it's just not realistic. For a mom that works at Walmart, like.
0: Yeah, but her boyfriend's rich. Maybe. Maybe. Sure.
2: That doesn't really change some of the elements of it. But I'm of the mind; I don't think that brings it down. Like, and in talking with you, I mean, I told you what my litter box review was, and I, I, I would maybe bump it a little bit even now, kind of getting your perspective on it. Um, before we time, no,
0: I'm not done with this topic.
2: This topic. Okay, Let sorry. me
0: play in the space, please. Okay. Speaking of scary things, I wanted to tell you what the most scary part was. It was like, wow, this is not rated R. Mm-hmm. Is when. Also, I guess at least on IMDB, her name's Nana. Um, when she's attacking Becca in the bed, uh, that's awful. It's really terrifying and it's kind of like sexual. I mean, it's it's just very uncomfortable. Like she's like trying to bite Becca's face and neck. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know it's it's super super fucking uncomfortable and then when Becca finally manages to get some glass and like stab her mm-hmm. all of her blood just like goes into Becca's like mouth and face and it's disturbing to me very much so very much so yeah
2: no yeah that that's awful and like there's something about that like almost zombie element of the like being right there at your neck where you're like oh
0: no thank you yeah
2: um, very spooky That was the scariest point to you?
0: I'd say the most upsetting, the most surprising it fits in PG-13. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. I think the poopy diver was probably for me. Mm. That was real bad. I didn't like that. No thank you.
0: No, thank you.
2: Is it okay if I take us to thrifty trivia?
0: Thrifty trivia! Yeah.
2: Um, I'm going to read through just a couple of these real quick. According to M. Night, uh, they had prepared three versions of this film. One was pure comedy, one was pure horror, and where they landed was somewhere in between. Interesting. I'm not sure that's true.
0: I'm trying to imagine what this is when it's pure comedy or pure horror.
2: Hey, I'm Grandma Spooky.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like how do you have the twist of the dead like... Hon, could you go down to the basement and get us more yacht dice? And then like, okay, nan, nan. And then like, uh, nan, nan, did you kill these old folks? Dun, 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 dun.
2: Um, This was M. Night's lowest budget studio feature film. And with that, uh, director M. Night used his fee from his science fiction adventure movie After Earth, which we haven't seen yet, to self-produce this film. In his own words, this was an attempt to regain artistic control after his recent movies had been denied final he had been after his recent movies had been denied final cut and were even taken away from him in post-production.
0: Holy shit. So. All right, we got to remember that when we watch the movies that sequentially Led up to this.
2: Yes. So in that same vein, um, this was his first film since The Village, 2004, the one right after Signs, to not receive Razzie nominations for Worst Picture, Worst Director, or Worst Screenplay.
0: Damn.
2: So that would mean we're looking at The Happening, we're looking at The Last Airbender, and then we're looking at After Earth. Those are the three that... the major- Oh, also uh, Lady in the Water. Sorry, four. That... That people typically consider, like, the dark ages of M. Night.
0: And that's, like, pre-this movie.
2: Yes, that's the four that came before this film.
0: Does that mean he didn't have artistic control over the happening?
1: That's a possibility.
0: Hmm.
2: Based on what this this says. Um, This is also uh, one where he does not make his cameo.
0: <gasps> Interesting. I'm surprised, yeah, he could have just been like a passenger on the train even. He should have been, you know who he should have been? The train conductor. Yeah, the guy was like, I'm an actor, and then starts quoting poetry. I will say I really loved that as a joke because it was kind of scary, By the second time it happened, it was like, is this the twist? Like, everyone's fucking weird and knows the same lines and thinks they're an actor. Like, is this all a movie? Like, not a documentary, but like... Anyway. Yeah, M. Knight should have been the guy on the train, obviously. That was a missed opportunity. Sorry, do you have more trivia?
2: I have one more just because I think this is kind of interesting. Um, I also like this trivia on IMDb has timestamps for their trivia, which is, Hell I don't yeah. typically see, um, at around 26 minutes, which is also weird to think that this only happened 26 minutes into the film on their way into town, Becca and Tyler suggest they play a game where they choose a building, make up a person who lives there and explain what they do. The police station was chosen as a building and the person made up was it named Jerry who supposedly never answered the phone. When their mother realizes the grandparents oh. are imposter, she calls the local police. Her call goes to the answering machine and it can be, be heard that jerry cannot get to the phone
0: oh my god that's really good trivia that is, that is i like love that
2: some of the best trivia we've read for the
0: show <laughs> fuck yeah m Knight. you know what any sins of m Knight Shyamalan film wise are absolved your writing is impeccable i don't care what anyone says 10 out of 10 m Knight gets a pass on movie writing
2: can you like peek over the laptop and just see his like smiling face because it feels like you're talking to him and he's like smiling all happy
0: yeah, M night. That's for you. He's like, oh, Donna. You earned it,
2: Donna. <laughs>
0: that's so good. Fuck yes.
2: It is. Ugh. So, so I'm excited because we have one more. It's going to be kind of interesting. We have one more.
0: Wait, are you wrapping it up?
2: Um, getting close, but you have more. I mean, we, I wasn't like gonna. I wasn't gonna move to our. It's outro.
0: it's Donna's official M night segment. Is yes. this Hallmark M night? It's not Hallmark, but it is M night. And here's why.
2: I can't believe it's not Hallmark.
0: <laughs> okay, it has the twist, obviously. Twist. It does not have M night. Does not. And have it M. Night. should have. Um what it does have is two kids. Mm-hmm. Young kids playing important roles. It also has uh their parents in a not good spot in their relationship, specifically being like the mom and the dad, right? He just up and left them. Right. Everyone's Real
2: for a upset Starbucks about that. barista, Rough. left the family for a Starbucks barista,
0: and uh, I don't know that we ever get any indication where this is set.
2: Yes, we do. It and is in the Northeast.
0: It's in the Northeast. All right. So there's another Hallmark M night. We have the trifecta of writer, director, producer for M night. So all in all, I think we are leaning towards. Uh, M. Night Hallmark. I think this fits within the canon. All right.
2: Well, we've only got one, two, three, four more to go. Can you believe that?
0: I don't. Actually, I don't believe it.
2: we only got four more, and then we have a short film to, to look into as well. I believe it is a Cologne commercial. We'll have to double check that
0: four more what do we have left
2: we have the village we have the village we have lady in the water Uh we have after earth we also have wide awake (laughs) so wide awake was the one before the sixth sense but
0: after praying with anger (laughs) interesting and what's the one coming out here in a minute
2: a knock at the cabin knock at the cabin that's it knock at the cabin
0: (laughs) And when is the release date?
2: That's coming out 2023.
0: Which one's the one that just came out then?
2: The one that just came out was old.
0: I thought you said there was one coming out in between those two, like later this year or something. Nope. Oh. Okay. So, wow. Four left. That happened quickly.
2: Now, M. Night has directed a couple episodes of a TV show. No. Okay gosh
0: i refuse
2: you refuse to believe it true or you you refuse to to be no
0: it's not part of it's not part of our research (laughs) because then we'd have to watch the other episodes to like get a feel for this show and where the story's at overall and what m night did with it versus what the show normally does that's a whole thing no
2: oh the short is a music video
0: my bad um, Face is a music video. Good lord. <laughs> anyway. See, now I'm Tyler. Swerve. You've always been Tyler. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, hey, Donna, I hate to break it to you, but you've yeah. always
0: been Tyler. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? Uh, Nope.
2: Thank you, everybody, for listening. Donna, do you want to go ahead and thank some people? Like, jump a bit ahead?
0: Yeah, thank uh the lounge kittens for the use of their cover of dirty deeds and thank sarah anastasia for the thumbnail art for our podcast
2: (laughs) i didn't do anything this time i didn't do anything such bs don't
0: Faces, I the didn't. judgment, I could feel it. I am anyway, so and thank you. I am too. I'm really hot. Thank you to <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Anchor, for hosting our podcast, and <laughs> thank you to our bargainer, Brandon. Who is our bargainer? It's Jack. 52375
1: thirty seven five. <laughs> thirty-two forty five. How dare
0: you? Sorry, I don't have it in front of me. I was trying to do it from memory. Jack
2: thirty-two forty five. Sorry, you just cracked me up you're like a think you're a bargainer. Like you're Jerry Seinfeld. Thank you, Jack. Jack was the last person to leave us a review on iTunes Podcast. That could be you. You could be the last person who had left us a review on iTunes Podcast. And then we'll say your name on the podcast, your username that is, and crown you the bargain heir. We'll have even
0: read your review the first time
2: we'll read the dang thing if you've ever played the video game fall guys you're trying to get to the very end of all these little mini games and get yourself a little crown well that's really hard to do for some people not myself of course but some people have a really hard time doing that and if you would like an easier time doing that we can get you a dang crown that's the bargainer crown just leave us a review there or elsewhere just let us know if you leave it somewhere else send us an email to the bargain den cast at gmail.com or hit us up on our social media or go to anchor.fm slash The Bargain Den. leave us a voicemail, and we'll play it on the show. Again, I feel like I conflate the two. Don't leave us a voicemail saying you left a review. That's too much work. You don't have to do that. But leave us a voicemail just saying what's up. Or that you... Say won't. like, hi, guys. Hi, guys. Or just say like, hey, I saw a bird today, and it was feathery. And that'll be pretty cool.
0: Or like, hey... I've unearthed a super secret M. Night Shyamalan film. Ooh. And then you email us a link to the super secret... And we will not <laughs> click on it. Don't do that. <laughs> no. Um, detailed instructions of how to find the super secret M. Night Shyamalan film.
2: And, and maybe and then, we'll follow
0: that. And then, and then we'll watch it. And then you'll be the chief executive of Cheap for that episode.
2: Wow, that's a lot of steps for that. But you guys heard it here, so...
0: If you grant us access to a movie, you become the chief executive of Cheap for that uh, episode.
2: Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will be back next Wednesday for another Bargain Den
0: at night. <sighs> Hold my breath.
2: <laughs> uh, my name is Brandon.
0: My name is Donna.
2: Pinch those pennies.
0: And stay frugal.
2: Eggplants.
0: Uh, Excel. At. Egging. On. Experts. Who. Enjoy the elephants in Alaska. I couldn't think of a place starting with Egypt. But you ain't got the guts She keeps nagging at you not